0: Hey guys, uh, welcome back to a, n- a new episode of Anime Hub. Uh, I'm Nikhil. Yeah,
1: I'm Francisco, his co-host.
0: And uh, today we have a special guest, um, a-, a really good friend of me and Francisco's actually. Uh, his name is Mahmoud. If, Mahmoud, if you, you want know, to introduce uh, yourself to the viewers.
2: Hey, it's, it's nice to meet you all. Uh, you know, I'm here on behalf of Nikhil and Francisco. Thanks for y'all for letting me join. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, of course, of course. Um exciting, exciting. So, today's episode, as we mentioned uh about a week or two ago, we'll be on Re:Zero. Especially with the season 2 and like the whole season 2 hype going on right now, Re:Zero just felt like perfect to do for this month. So, get excited. Yeah, so, like thoughts on the show? Like what do you guys think?
1: <sighs> so, like when I was watching it way back in the day, I thought it was like, whatever. And then the end of episode 12 happened, and I thought, you know what? The show actually wants to say something. I don't know what it has to say about it, but it has to say something. And, you know, over the years, thought about it. In the end, I um got to the connection. It's like ReZero is a story of uh, self-discovery. So I thought, I felt like it had a lot of stuff to do with Nietzsche and the themes behind what Nietzsche wanted to like, spread. I'm pretty sure that the author, um, the, 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 uh, it's a ReZero, by the way, it's originally a light novel, or a web novel, technically. It's written by this guy called Tepe Nagatsuki, and the anime adaptation was for, uh, by Studio White Fox, um, some of the more prolific things that Studio White Fox. I, I would imagine the number one thing Studio White Fox is probably most known for is Steinsgate and ReZero. Some other stuff that they've made that, some of the things that I've watched that was a part-timer. A lot of people love that show. It's really funny. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix in America at least. If you guys want to watch it, a lot of people liked it. Sadly, so there's gonna be no season two. Another one that I enjoy is Katana Gatari, The author of that one is the same guy who wrote uh, Monagatari. So it has um, it's 12 episodes long, hour long. It's pretty pretty solid. Gareth's Last Tour. That's another one that I watched and I enjoyed. One that I haven't watched but some people enjoy is Jormungan. Another one that I haven't watched, but uh, here gets a lot of traction, is The Order is a Rabbit, which I believe is a slice of life. Some more recent ones that came out was uh, Cautious Hero. I know me and Akio watched that one.
0: That's a good show.
1: And that's yeah, pretty good show. Pretty funny. I, I Conan like Superboys. <laughs> yeah. right. And one of another one that I was excited for, but then disappointed because of the anime adaptation. I think they did a terrible job. Is Goblin Slayer. It's one of the more controversial. Enemies of theirs. But yeah, I think um, if you guys wouldn't mind, I would like to talk about like my connection that I saw of ReZero and Nietzsche. Yeah, go when ahead. When came to the meeting. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Right, so, like, Nietzsche, prominent philosopher, most people, you know, dude had a sad life. Uh, well, a big misconce- uh, misconception for Nietzsche is that he- Nietzsche is not a proponent of nihilism. Um, I didn't know this. I When I looked it up, I realized oh, he's not connected to nihilism. Usually, folks discuss who are, you know, uneducated like myself, for some reason end up comparing Nietzsche to nihilism without, you know, reading his works and whatnot. Probably because a lot of edgy teenagers like to quote this guy. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll give a brief description. I mean, something that Nietzsche, when he was, when someone asked him to describe nihilism, I think I have a quote right here, is, um, a nihilist is a man who judges the real world out the real world out not to be and that the, the word as it ought to be does not exist. Which, I don't know what it means, exactly. Like, I, I don't know what he was trying to say. But, like, the Spark Note's definition for nihilism just, like, effectively, there is no meaning in life. So, to Nietzsche, according to this view, um, humanity's existence, our actions, struggle, struggles, strife, and suffering has no, no meaning. Um, Nietzsche believes that there's an inconsistency with, the nihil- with nihilism inherently, because according to Nietzsche... Um, is that nihilism still values? The nihilists still value something, which is nothingness, and they are willing to value something, even though inherently it's supposed to be you value nothing. But to Nietzsche, this nothingness is not something worthwhile, right? So, when I was trying to figure out one of one of the main themes for ReZero was because at the end of the at the end of season one, I had a difficult time trying to figure out like what the show was trying to say, um, and I ended up deciding, or I ended up trying to... It's a story about self-discovery, right? It's, it's what I ended up going with. Okay. And for Nietzsche, or for Nietzsche, something that makes the human human species amazing, in his eyes, was that it's not it's not what humans believe in or value, but rather is that humanity can value something to begin with. Nihilist Nietzsche, in his opinion, is one of the biggest crises humanity has to face, and he, it requires the highest virtues challenge. I think uh, uh, Nietzsche once described, and this is something that he, he described the last man, right, in one of his um, one of his books. And thus spoke Sart something like that. And the last man you can consider it to be a utilitarian man, and the utilitarian man is a human that attempts to maximize pleasure and minimize pain. And you can kind of consider this lifestyle to be the modern lifestyle, how we, the current time, live our lives. Although, however, Nietzsche points to the fact that in this lifestyle, it's, it's missing pain, right? And the pain is required if one is to do anything worthwhile, and if he believes he will suffer either way, Nietzsche himself believes that humanity will suffer either way in life. So you can either let life make make you suffer, or you can take the suffering and channel it into something to to find purpose in, right? And the reason why this is pretty interesting was because the last man, as he described it, is representative of Subaru and his lifestyle before he actually got transported into the into the um into what into the situation he's in, right? Because reason uh, we didn't give we didn't give any background, right? But effectively, it's um. It's an isekai, a guy gets transported into this fantasy place. But it's a guy with no talent, and effectively he considers himself to be a protagonist. I think, Nikio, you were going to mention that you were going to go more into, like, super psyche, so I'll leave that part to you. But anyway, this utilitarian, while Nietzsche admits it's a solution to nihilism, it's not something worthwhile pursuing in his opinion. The hero, this man, is is a pathetic conclusion who is merely content with nothing more. And that's a very reminiscent of Subaru and his lifestyle. Because he lived a life devoid of any meaning. Before moving into this, um, the, the planet of ReZero. Um, but in contrast. Another solution that, that uh, Nietzsche was proposed in contrast to the last man. Was something that he, he referred to as the overman. Which is um, the overman is someone that can establish like their values in the planet. Where others live their lives, often these people that are living their lives in this planet are unaware that they possess no meaning. And thus the overman can affect and influence the lives of others, which is effectively what Subaru ends up becoming throughout the show. He ends up moving from the last man into this concept of the overman that Nietzsche is describing. And Nietzsche has a lot to say about living life to the fullest because con- effectively that's what he considers the overman. It's, it's a person who's trying to live their life to the fullest, who's trying to enjoy the pleasures and happiness of the present life, which is very important to the themes of ReZero, because one of the things about ReZero is that there's constant death, death within the show. Um, one of the one of the shows, effectively White Fox has two shows that deal with time travel, one of them being Steinsgate, and the other one being ReZero. ReZero. The main ability of the protagonist is that whenever he dies, he gets brought back to a safe point. So it's really interesting that Rezero gets the opportunity to relive life effectively in a cycle, right? And this goes to one of the thought, uh, one of the dot dot experiment of Nietzsche and um, he he dubbed it the eternal return. And within this dot dot ex, experiment, he proposed that everything we experience good or bad can is repeated for infinity, which is uh, very reminiscent of the situation that Re-Zero, that Subaru finds himself in. And Nietzsche Nietzsche describes that a life lived well is one where you embrace all aspects of your life the bad and the good and it's he's trying to say that you have to love your face, right and one of his quotes is that I want to learn more and more to see as beautiful what is necessary for things when I shall be one of those who makes things beautiful this way of living will lead someone to become this uh, this goes on to like the idea of the Overman, right? But effectively, the co- the concept of becoming oneself, of becoming fulfilled. And in, in his opinion, it's the ultimate inspiration to combat ni- nihilism. It's a concept that I really resonate with, and I see a lot within Subaru as the protagonist. So, um, there's a there's a contemporary uh, contemporary author called John Kagg, who is a huge fanboy of, of um, Michi, right? He wrote a book called Hiking with Nietzsche, On Becoming Who You Are. Um, books available, NPR, um, when, when the book was published, NPR suggested this, this is one of the most book reads for, for the year. Here I have one of his quotes, right? Uh, the self does not lie passively and wait for us to discover it. Selfhood is made in the active, ongoing process. The enduring nature of being human is to turn into something else. Which is effectively what Subaru, throughout the story, is going on, right? And his process of repeating these life cycles. He's changing as a human being and he, and he's suffering throughout them. And a bunch of terrible things happen to this super dude. <laughs> but just like Nietzsche, Nietzsche believes life is an exciting adventure of self discovery and self creation where we always learn and unlearn who we are, losing and finding ourselves in every turn. So living life to the fullest in the face of meaningless. It's very difficult for someone who's dealing with depression and is suffering. Very before the time before he got left into this place, he was um, a very depressed guy. He just lived his life with no meaning, playing video games. He stopped going to school from what we saw in the first episode.
0: Yeah, he kind of just did his own Nietzsche
1: Yeah, dude, dude yeah, he's having a hard time. Uh, Nietzsche suggested that for these, for these strugglers who feel trapped and lost, that for them to do something about it, it's just do something, like in your situation. Go somewhere, see what happens, laugh, cry, suffer, and grow. <sighs> it's like becoming ourselves is the idea that we repeatedly die over and over, always in the process of creating and challenging the values we form in the face of meaningless. Which is something that I know you mentioned, Nikhil, that something Nietzsche was big on was the concept of dying repeatedly.
0: Mm-hmm. To well, find yourself. death in general, but yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, he was big on death, but it was also big on trying to like live life to the fullest yeah something
0: i think i think a lot of philosophers um especially philosophers who tackle death kind of do respect to some regard to some regard and they kind of have to address because i think in a lot of ways death is seen as like an end-all be-all um as you know and i think as many people know um that like the two things that we cannot avoid as human beings are death and taxes um, that's like a basic principle that has been ingrained in the American education system since like for years. And I personally was taught that in like fifth grade. Um, so death is something, it's like a concept we know that will is, will happen. Um, uh, but just different philosophers have different ways of tackling it and different conceptions of death. Cause death is something that we'll never truly know unless we die. But here we're given a character who is literally dying over and over again. Um, so we see his kind of like de- depraved madness almost in episodes 13 through 18, which I think is beautiful um, in a very yeah. twisted way. But it's still very like interesting to see.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, end, my, I'll end my segment with like one, one more quote by John Cagg. Um, the dude was like, die as soon as you can so that you can come back to life again like a morning flash. Or spring after a brood of winter. Nietzsche would like us to die symbolically, of course, um, to get out of our own way so something else can take our place, so we can become what we are. Which is really interesting because I know in one of the... No, uh, I think uh, some of these openings for ReZero has Subaru in his past lives repeatedly dying, and I think it's the first opening where you have him reaching out to something, and it's like uh, a version of, of himself in the next life, and he passes what he knows on to that guy, so it's really poetic in that sense. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got to say about Nietzsche and this connection to... its uh, thematic connection to ReZero. That's uh, effectively why I think this show is pretty good. When I had to try and figure out the idea of becoming oneself and, tr- and always trying to progress as a person. Trying to find meaning in a meaningless life.
0: I'm and, gonna... oh, no, you know, mind.
1: Subaru yeah, having the opportunity to not only to... To live out the thought experience of Nietzsche and like having a life that is an eternity life of both good and bad and having to accept your faith.
0: Um, To add to your point about Nietzsche and my philosophy in general, to me, ReZero actually embodied the core principles of existentialism. So existentialism, as Wikipedia defines it, is a tradition of philosophical inquiry that explores the nature of existence by emphasizing experience of the human subject. Not merely not merely the thinking subject, but the acting, feeling, living human individual. In episodes thirteen through eighteen, we really do see that. I think, um, um, I know you I know Francisco, you mentioned Nietzsche a lot, and like and his whole concept of death, and I completely agree with that. But I think to add to that statement, I feel like existentialism really played a huge part in that. Um, or the philosophy of existentialism, because of uh the almost the human emotion that we get in those five specific episodes and the reason i'm focusing on these episodes is i think 13 through 18 in a large part of the fan base they like when i was watching it i i read through some comments on crunchyroll and then i looked on r slash anime and i read through like their lives like stuff where they post like the episode discussion stuff a lot of people hated those five episodes they were like yeah, Subaru is just cringe, he's useless, he's just a terrible character, I wish he'd just, like, die. I was like, in a I lot of ways, a I think I think in a lot of ways, um, they're not only do I they think they're wrong, but I think that in a lot of ways we were seeing a fragment of ourselves in those five episodes. If I was in the exact same position as he was, I would, yeah, I would develop the hero complex or a god complex, and I would do the exact same thing. And I would probably act the exact same way. Um, it's unfair to criticize, in my opinion, Subaru, a literal like normal human being, uh, for dealing with like god level threats. And it's weird because I feel like it's very like the the concept uh the concept of existentialism really shows. I also think that with existentialism comes a really famous philosopher that uh, many people may or may not know by the name of uh, Jean-Paul Sartre. Sartre was a famous French philosopher between the years of 1902 to 1970 something. I don't know, he died in the 1970s. But he was a really famous existentialism philosopher. And um, one thing that really stood out to me for Sartre was, um, or one of his key points of his line of thoughts were um, that people as humans are condemned to be free, and I think that quote—not just that quote, but that concept—is very, very powerful. Cause, and I, I, in my opinion, I think it describes Rezero very well in a lot of ways, and especially like the word "condemned." Like, normally, if, if it was like people are destined to be free, yeah, that I think that's different. But like, condemned to be free it has a very negative connotation when condemned. But we kind of see that in episodes 13 and 18, and we see that down the line, and we see how subaru has to almost like face that like condemnation like he is in a world where in theory he can do literally whatever he wants he's in a world where he can die any number of times redo his entire life and in a weird way he is truly free of the shackles of death which is crazy i don't think like anyone could ever hope for that but here subaru now has access to do that which is nuts so in a way he is really condemned to be free he's Trapped in this endless cycle of misery, um, even though that he even though he's free from the shackles of death, he still has to go through this process of what am I, who am I, why am I doing this? Why is this happening to me? Existentialism. So I think both existentialism and Sartre and what Sartre has said really like kind of stood out to me personally when I was watching ReZero, and I was like, damn, yeah, it's it's really true. Like this is this is something that um kind of hits home, and I think we we see that throughout the show, and I think we're gonna be seeing this. As someone who hasn't read the manga, I don't really know, but I'm hoping we're gonna see more and more of this kind of character development in Subaru, um later in season two, because I think that this kind of character development in an isekai is like never really been done. Most isekais are really either like funny or like they're fun to watch, and I think. ReZero really does an excellent job of portraying a very human character and kind of, like, displaying not only, like, the faults of the character, but the faults of the viewer in their faces. So, like, for people who are not ready to, like, see themselves, um, it's very hard to, and then they think in a lot of ways, like, it's bad. It's automatically bad. Um, but I think that people who, like have will are willing to accept like that is like a fault of mine or are ready to see a fault in themselves i think subaru is a perfectly written character in this show um because he really does represent like the human ideal or the human ex- existentialism ideal of us kind of chasing like something that we're never gonna truly ever get but something that we need to feel internal peace within ourselves so pretty sick uh mamu do you have any thoughts cool
2: Um, yeah, sure, I can share some stuff. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the, a lot of information available on philosophers or anything, and it's also been a few years since I've watched this, uh, (laughs) anime adaptation. But, um, definitely, I agree with what both of you are saying. I definitely liked, um, Francisco's comment about, like, Nietzsche's philosophy in terms of how, uh, as human beings, there's always going to be suffering, and then it's either, uh, on our part, to either just live with the suffering or to, like, sort of burden ourselves with it in order to move forward. And that sort of leans into, like, one of my takes on um, Zero is, like, it's sort of... It, it definitely does lean a lot on, like, Nietzsche's philosophy in the sense that uh, Subaru is going to be stuck in his suffering until he puts himself in a situation where he needs to, like, go through adversity in order to overcome his situation. Like, for example, when he first appeared in the world... He was dealing with the little, um, the little assassin thief lady and she was like constantly like, uh, you know, bumping him off. And, you know, it was only until like he realized that, you know, this is something that I need to deal with, something I need to address that it then became clear that there's like a path for him to go forward onto like the next stage of his life, which in a case would be like sort of the, um, the, the parallel to like reality in a sense because like in the real world we're gonna have like situations and circumstances that are gonna uh like impede us from moving forward and then it's like up to us as individuals to like find ways to move past them or else we're gonna be like constantly stuck in like a loop of like just either stagnation or like like falling backwards from their ability to like move forward um another scene i want to reference is when he first shows up to the castle and he meets uh rim and ram mm-hmm. so you know uh rim best girl but <laughs> is best girl. I, wanted to th- I wanted to talk about like it's just funny because i think about their like character relationships and like all the other characters in the like the series from what i know of i've only watched the uh first season of the anime mm-hmm. and it's just like it- it's funny like it's a it's a cool take on like the isekai concept of like being transported to another world because there's a lot of uh, Isekai where it sort of just explores, like, the sort of RPG aspect of that, like, sort of uh, environment, where it's, like, you know, you're, like, this heroic character, you know, who gets all the ladies and, you know, slaying monsters and, you know, wiping away nations with, the you know, a swipe of a finger or whatever. But, like, in the case of Subaru and ReZero, he's, like, just another individual existing in this space with other individuals, and, like... I think the best example is when, like, Rem is constantly, uh, like, bashing Subaru's head in throughout, (laughs) like, that whole part of the arc. Yeah. Just like, yo, that man's getting the work. (laughs) But then shortly after, like, a few episodes after that arc's over, you know, it's, like, Rem and Subaru have, you know, this sort of, like, connection with one another. Now, granted, uh, Subaru makes the mistake of not choosing best girl. But it was, it's, like, interesting just seeing, like, For me, it's watching their character relationships change. And it's not... It exists within, like, the context of, like, the narrative and whatever. But also, it exists also in the sense of, like, actual human interactions. Like, she has no idea who this dude is. She was just some random dude who happened to be at a place helping one of the knights defend somebody. So, like, she has no real connection to him. And it's only after their encounter, you know, with all the, uh, like, the demon dog things that she sort of gets gets like a better connection with them and, you know, establishes uh, like a sort of bond with them. So my first part, leaning into like the Nietzsche concept of, you know, suffering to, you know, better one's position. And then the second part is sort of the humanistic element of individuals coming to like understand one another better in order to like be able to form close interpersonal bond.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think we... I think we see that especially at the beginning, uh, pre episode like, um, thirteen with Rem, uh, Rem and the whole arc with between him and Rem. I think, I think that that arc really just highlights exactly what you said, what you just said, Mahmoud. I think it's uh, I think it's a great arc for that reason. Or uh, in my opinion, it's my favorite arc. Um,
1: Wait, which one? What, what arc, man?
0: Uh, with Rem and Subaru. Like Rem keeps killing Sub- uh, Subaru over and over again.
1: Oh yeah, cause she's like.
0: Yeah, she doesn't trust him.
1: Yeah, because a random dude came out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. All these stuff is, right?
0: Yeah, I I I genuinely think that arc is like perfect. It's so good. Like that arc, in my opinion, is the best arc in the season, uh, hands down. Um, that I mean, that's obviously a hot take, but like I like that arc a lot because it's very like, it, it shows human values to their fullest. I think, with like Rem not trusting him at all. Like, yo, if some random dude showed up at my house and like was suddenly living there after like a night and then like it's kind of weird (laughs) kind of sus yeah
1: i would i would have been weird i'd be like yo who is this fool so even more suspicious is how he knows where everything's at
0: yeah exactly and he interacts with them like he knows exactly who they are and that's like freaky so i don't i don't blame her whatsoever i do the same thing Yeah, yeah yeah it was
1: yeah i'm i'm very happy Something really cool that the author likes doing every year when it comes to Subaru's birthday, he publishes a what if story. <laughs> so, in these pivotal moments where Subaru, within the show, right, these are moments where he has to choose between virtues and sins. And the first couple of uh, what if stories, the author kept it pretty simple, right? He just kept it to like the virtues being, you know patience for example being one of the virtues but the sins were the obvious seven deadly sins or whatever okay you know with lust um slothful and i think um and wrath whatnot I've, I've i've um i've listened to a few of them and like how they turn out to be but one of the more interesting ones that a lot of fans really like it's the slothful sin path mm-hmm. it's one of the i think you guys might know this but it's one of those have stories where rem says yes subaru i'll go with you at the end of episode... I forget what episode number it was. Do you guys know? I think it might have been 15 or 16 18. or something like that. What was it?
0: 18. When he... Was, when Subaru late. asked Ram to, like, go away with her, right? Yeah. That was 18.
1: Yeah. And that's what I'm sorry. She agrees. They go off and they have two kids. And, like, God knows what happens to the rest of the story. <laughs> oh, it's like... It's like the most happiest ending. But, like, it's not the ending. The other, the other what-if stories don't end as um don't end as well. I think uh, Pride, for example, is the one where we have Subaru at, at its most competent, and in, in that what-if story, he manages to kill Reinhardt, I think, mm-hmm. which is like phenomenal in itself. I believe the author has gone on record saying that Reinhardt is the strongest in the universe, but Subaru is probably obviously the, one of the more resourceful characters in the series, so. It's not too
0: far-fetched that he can find a way to kill Reinhardt. Yeah. I think he's the most resourceful. I think he's, a, he's, a, he's definitely a really smart individual. Like, people play him off as dumb, but, like, the dude's not dumb. Like, he's do, very intelligent. I don't
1: think he's intelligent. I think he's just in a position that gives him information.
0: That, I think he's intelligent. That in itself
1: is valuable.
0: I think he's making the most of the resources he has, and that is a form yeah. of intelligence. So I, I am led to believe that he's intelligent. But...
2: I'll give him... I don't know if I'll it's give necessarily a I think it's one of those uh, he's sort of like a computer program or like an AI where you just gotta sort of throw stuff at it and then eventually he realizes like okay this doesn't work don't do this, <laughs> don't do that and then eventually he has enough cards in his hand where he's like okay I know what play to make in order to like you know not get boned again yeah I'm with I'm with mood in this one dude
0: alright that's fair, I it, I'll, I'll give you that I'll give you that yeah pretty
2: good.
0: Um, something...
2: uh, to be fair, though... Oh. oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no,
0: you're good, you're good. Keep going.
2: Like, to be fair, I-, I will say, though, that, like, if I were in his position, just showing up in a new world, just, like, off-rip, I'd have no idea, like, what to be doing. Like, he- when he met the, um... When he was, like, when he went to their house, right, after defending them from the assassin lady, he was just, like, you know, doing his thing, trying to help them out. He went to the night, uh princess coronation you know embarrass Amelia and all that but like oh, beautiful just... <laughs> that's a way to put it uh, but you're just, just like you're just doing a thing like I could definitely see myself in that situation just trying to be helpful but not really understanding the like laws and regulations of the land and then just constantly uh biting the bullet for it
0: Oh yeah. See, I mean, That's let's, for sure.
2: let's not forget that Subaru is
1: someone from our time, right? He's he's Wats, He's he's like high stories. So in his head, he is the protagonist, and that pride of his—he's a very prideful guy. That's um, that becomes pretty evident throughout the story. I mean, I know one of the dragons that he ends up being able to ride is known for being prideful. He only accepts very prideful owners. So oh, the, the fact uh, that like he just knot? yeah, like patch pet strike or something like that. So patch. the fact that. Yeah, something like that. The, <laughs> the fact that Subaru is going out of his way, thinking that he's the protagonist and never, no one can do anything without him, goes is, is aligned with with what he's what he's seen in media, right? Like this is this is what it, what's expected of him, or what he hopes is this life for him. But he, I mean, when he learned about his ability, which is returned by death, he made the comment that such an ability that rewards you for fuck for just losing. Or for being bad fits his character. It just goes to show what kind of um. Even though he's a pretty prideful guy, he might his, his pride is misplaced. Some, some might argue.
0: His power is but definitely is like, like the anti-pride, in my opinion. Because like I feel like his his power kind of shows him how powerless he really is. Mm. Which I think is uh the irony of it all. It's pretty, pretty, yeah. It's pretty entertaining. an ironic
1: thing. It's like, but it does go to reflect how he views himself, he's a, he accepts that this is a fitting ability for the kind of person and lifestyle that he lived in, in his real, in his, um, in, in our time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, there's, um, I guess like, for zero, the author's got on record saying that there's three main mysteries to ReZero they are going to be resolved by the, when he finishes. Un- unfortunately, the author has got on record saying that he expects about 11 or 12 arcs he is currently still writing arc number six (sighs) and he has been writing arc number six since 2015 so when the anime season one was first what yeah yeah he's uh he's he's working on his stuff i believe i don't know of how long season arc six is right it might be like double the length of of the previous arcs, making it pretty long. But the fact remains that this guy mentioned that he expects 12 arcs in total for his his series,
0: and we're, like,
1: halfway there.
0: Yeah, we're never going to finish. That's what Probably not.
2: It's going to be another uh, Saga Ice and Fire, yikes.
0: Oh, my God. Something
2: like that. Yeah. I believe... I don't know.
1: I don't think he... I I, I, I was trying to look to see if this guy... If he ever... On, went, went on record and specifically said what those three mysteries are i don't I, I didn't find anything like that i did find some like like some hints that he like he thought were not spoiler we're not um spoiler worthy. so he did mention it do you guys remember al the other one of the other nights yeah so okay. like something that's something that's known that was glossed over the anime that you may or may not know is that Al also claims to be from Japan. So he's someone who was also isekai.
0: Yeah. I think we were talking about this earlier, but yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So one of the mysteries is tied to him and his reason for going there. I guess one of the other ones would be Satella or the Witch of Envy and her connection to Subaru. And in my... I don't... I mean, I guess in my other opinion, or if I had to guess, the other one would be the dragon. And, like, why the dragon... Made the um the prophecy or whatever the tablet that says that he's gonna get five dragon priestesses and that and then one of them is gonna be picked to be the ruler. I think those are the three mysteries. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe 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 the dragon is connected to Satella or something like that. But the author hasn't got a record specific, explicitly saying what what mysteries or what. But that's uh that's what I got. That's what I have on the future of uh, Rezero.
0: Should be interesting. Um, something I do want to touch upon though, is, uh, is the, uh, OST and the opening in the ED. Um, I don't know how many people like are really into it, but I, I love the first opening. In fact, it's it's on my Spotify playlist. Like you already know, like I'm bopping to it like once in a while, but, um, more than anything, I think it's really cool how in the OST is the OST is actually pulled from the OP. If you listen closely. And what they do is they just, like, take certain parts of the of the OP and then just, like, cut it out and then, like, change it a little bit to fit the scene. But the OST is generally following the OP um, in ReZero, which I think is really cool. And same with the ED. And so the ED is, like, is played during, like, really, like, weirdly super sad, like, down moments where the OP is play during like high high moments um a really good example of this is when um it's not the beginning actually when Subaru first comes in it's in the first arc it's towards the end um when Subaru first sees like the troll and thief girl like die um and then you hear the ED of uh, just playing and then like he closes his eyes and he dies um, I think it's really cool how they, like, they managed to put, like, the OP and the ED as part of the OST. I think that's, like, sick. And that's definitely, like, I feel like that's personally very unique. Obviously, like, they yeah. like in anime, like, they will play the OP and ED, like, occasionally in, like, in the show itself. But this is different. Like, it, it gives, like, an extra, like, breath to the show in my eyes. So, like, whenever I hear it, like, you really do feel like this is this is meant to be part of this world. I think that's a very unique aspect of um, ReZero, and I think it's a really cool aspect of ReZero, which is why I have a lot of respect for the OP and ED and like what they've done with it, and how they've like kind of like used it to really incorporate it into the show. I, I don't think very many shows have done that very successfully, so appreciate. sick. Yeah,
1: definitely uh, an extension of a, I believe the director director, sound director, composer. It's a good easter egg. Uh, I don't know if it's... Too much into it but it's i i didn't know about that and if it's definitely true that's uh, that's pretty cool uh myth and roid by the way that's uh also the yeah myth and yeah that's a group that sings the opening ending i believe that it was the first time that they got to do an anime opening and ending i'm not entirely no, sure. no yeah it was it one,
0: that was their first anime was, opening yeah. and ending and uh, they
1: just they just killed it dude yeah they They've did a really well uh, couple of, i think they also do the one for cautious hero they did yeah one, they did
0: do another one for cautious hero uh-huh.
1: Yeah, another opening that they, they also did, it's, it's an anime that I really like. It's Boogie Pop. <laughs> uh, the, Boogie re, Pop. the re one that was recently done. Yeah, uh, Not a lot of people liked it. I, I very much like it because it's an um, urban supernatural fantasy. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Boogie Pop as a character. Sexy voice. Mm-hmm. And the opening in that one is also really good. Also made by Meth and Royd. I was hoping Mr and Royd were going to come back and do something for season two.
0: Yeah, Maybe in the second so,
1: yeah. core, but yeah, it's whatever.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm i I'm definitely really like uh, Myth and Roy. I think they're I think they're very fun to listen to.
1: Super fun, dude.
0: Super. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think uh we can go. I I guess we spoke a good amount of like why we think the show is good, and I think we all have very positive opinions of it. And it's a lot deeper than some people give it credit for. And I I think it's like evident that it's popular. I mean, five years after, we're just like the hypest show of the season. So I I don't think that the I don't think that the popularity that it, that it's garnered Gardner Garner, whatever is misplaced. I think it's um it's it's one of the better shows to be popular because I you know, believe the source material and it has a lot of thematic meaning behind it. But if I had to choose one of my favorite characters and one of the funniest guys in the show, has to be Puck
0: hilarious yeah i'm a big fan of puck as well i think uh i think puck is a very well written character um i think it's really interesting how puck keeps saying um i mean this might be a spoiler i haven't like read ahead but um i think it's really interesting how um puck kind of keeps saying like oh yeah amelia is my um amelia oh my god amelia is my daughter uh, that's kinda that's kinda interesting. Um yeah, maybe like I don't again, I haven't read the manga, so I don't really know what that means. Like is Puck like a version of Amelia's like dad or something? Like I don't know. So There's should be interesting.
1: There's certainly a lot of theory crafting that that can be done about ReZero. I don't wanna go too deep into it. But I do wanna hear what Mamud has to say about it.
0: Yeah, Mamu, what are your thoughts on Puck?
2: Oh. Or, or Puck uh, or anyone. Yo, just in the episode where I'm trying to remember the, I don't remember the exact episode number, but, um, Subaru is coming back from the witch's cult oh, with Amelia. Yeah, he and turns
0: into just there, just like, yeah, you messed up, and <laughs> Subaru was done. I was
2: like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> that was so cool. Dude. He just like, like he just oh, said yeah, like,
0: you failed at, me or something, point, and then his head just lops off, and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah.
2: Is that the is that
1: the first time we saw how um the Great Spirit's true form was?
0: Yeah, oh, form? yeah, that was the first time. I think time.
1: so. Yeah, yeah. I think there were I think there was someone in the in the season referred to Puck in that form as like the base of the End or something like that, which is just a cool title in and of itself. I think the dude was like, "Yeah, it means that I'm gonna go destroy the entire planet now." <laughs> oh my god.
0: Yeah, Puck kinda yeah. is one God mode. <laughs>
1: Yeah, dude, imagine that. Subaru failed in that universe, and now everyone's going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, talking about that, one of my favorite deaths it also comes from that scene, or, like, one of those scenes when he's frozen. I think when he's carrying... I think it's the situation where he kills Emilia indirectly because when he decides that he couldn't handle the pressure of not telling someone about his situation, because, when he, you know, when he, t- when he tries telling someone about his situation... The Witch of Envy, or Satella, S- the, like, weird being that brought him to this universe, kills him, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, but in this scene, which was amazing by the author, in my opinion, where, like, most people would be like, why doesn't he just tell them? Like, it doesn't matter. Right? Well, Subaru tells them, right? And what Satella does is that it kills the person that Subaru told, which is amazing.
0: Yeah. That was be. like.
1: Oof. Yeah. And and in that in that loop, what's it called? Beatrice was like I, I think Subaru asked Beatrice to kill him and she's like, nah, no, get away from me, I don't want I don't want you to hear me, dude. So she sends him out, right? And then Puck finds him, he does the thing, Subaru frees him, and then you hear laugh, right? Someone's laugh. And at first Subaru is thinking, Oh, it's the laugh of um Beetle Geese. I, I freaking hate Beetle Geese. But then he, he thinks about it, he's like, oh, wait, no, it's my laugh. I hate myself. I'm pathetic. And I I could just really resonate with the guy at that moment because I, I would laugh at myself, too, if I if I just keep messing up like that. Yeah. I've done it, too, in real life. Whenever I, like, mess up really bad and, like, the only emotion that just comes out is just me laughing.
0: To me, it was, like, almost like D.R. though. It was, like, he was just gone. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I thought it was. I that's probably my favorite scene. Another, no, not that's my favorite death scene. My favorite scene in which I thought there was like meaning behind it that our nice guy kind of, kind of thematic that we didn't touch up in this. Um, on this, I don't want to go into it, but like Subaru himself is an archetype for an our nice guy because he does all these nice things for Emilia.
0: Oh, he feels so
2: self-entitled. Oh, I thought that was, I, oh, I thought it was
0: like a white knight thing. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, like that's that's the like hero that. complex. The hero complex is an actual thing where you view yourself as the hero of your own story. So you will take it upon yeah. yourself to like be the hero for other people. And that's what he does. It's almost like the god complex. except like, It's called the hero complex. And it's an actual thing, which is really interesting. Um, yeah. But that's what Subaru is. Super self-entitled
1: because of it. It's at the end of episode 12 where Emilio is... Was- and I love I love this line that Amelia says. She says the Amelia in your head must be such an amazing person that I can never live up to.
2: Yeah, just
1: speaks volumes. When you idolize someone to a point where it's just not themselves anymore, just a random person. And that 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 scene was great because I saw I saw like I think a lot of a lot of guys specifically just saw themselves and probably how like they treated someone in their life before yeah and it's amazing that we were able to actually see it in 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 real time through subaru Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so that's my favorite scene my favorite death scene was when subaru was laughing at himself and then uh my one of my my one of the funniest scenes in my opinion was when he was running away from the white well and we haven't even gotten to the white well right there's a bunch of like in-universe lore i know Mahmood mentioned that william would that be the old night guy? Yeah. One of his favorite uh, characters? Well, oh, no, well,
2: question mark. Yeah, know.
1: that guy. But yeah, and the scene that I'm thinking about, Otto, the guy who's like was like in death, when he learns that the white whale is chasing him because of, of the witch's scent that Subaru has on himself, Otto pushes Subaru <laughs> out and screams out, die so I can live. <laughs> it's just, it's so funny.
0: Oh, yeah. And then he just uh, jumps like right there. I'm like, what the hell? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, a, that they was... had a lot
1: of really good scenes that were that made super look like, super pathetic. I have a huge appreciation for how pathetic this this author made its main character. It I really, mean, it really helps.
0: Yeah. Show. That's yeah. a uh, that's definitely the play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, now keep
1: going. No, uh, no, I was just gonna mention that. I feel like I've been talking a lot, but I did rewatch it recently. Uh, me and my friend, I I rewatched it mostly because my friends. Okay. Watching it or doing a rewatch and I thought it was pretty appropriate. And it was pretty um I mean obviously the second season was coming, so you messaged me saying, Yo, I I watched ReZero. Let's, let's do a podcast on it. So it was pretty
0: I felt you know. it felt it felt very appropriate. And I think um I think ReZero so I personally watched like Cautious Hero and Konosuba before I watched ReZero. I've been putting off ReZero for like like at this point, I think before I watched it like a year and a half or so it's been. It's, it was a while. It was a while coming. Um, so when I watched it, it, it kind of like it was. I felt like it was a really good example of not just an isekai done well, but also like a very action like high fantasy done really well. Because we're we can. It's very empathetic, and you can relate to the characters very very like good. Um, compared to a lot of other isekais, in my opinion. Like, even, like, shows like SAO, which I think are, like, obscenely unrealistic. Obviously, with isekais, the whole point is, like, you're taking to another dimension. It's supposed to be, like, high fantasy. It's supposed to be fun. But I think, like, there should be some room to relate to the character to some extent. And I think ReZero did that really, really well, like you said. Um, and, like, going back to your point, Francisco, about, like, highlighting, like, how pathetic uh, Subaru was... That was honestly one of the, like, high-key, one of the things I appreciated the most about him, just because, like, his patheticness just made the show so much more, like, enjoyable. Like, he was, like, gloomy and dreary all the time. Like, I would honestly just, like, I wouldn't watch the show. Like, while I believe that episodes 13 through 18 were brilliant, and they, like, really did make the show, like, as good as it is, I also think that if the entire show was like that, I would literally just... I, I would I would shoot myself I don't know, I just I it would not be able to watch it. No? It'd be really hard to. I get you. So I think
1: what really sold it for a lot of people was the episode 18 with the ram situation. Uh, fun fact by the way, the director decided to adapt, words like verbatim, everything that the author wrote in their light novel into that episode.
0: And oh, that's a really cool. Line. I did not know that. That's that's pretty cool. cool. I think Another yeah,
1: fun fact nice. the um, author of Konosuba and ReZero are actually friends.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I know I right, knew right. about that one. Yeah.
1: That was really sweet. Yeah. It's funny that both of the protagonists wear tracksuits too. Yeah. I
0: know that. Shocking is the presence of the wave.
1: It's pretty sick.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think overall like the show just really hits those points. Uh to me, I think my favorite death scene. That's kind of like it's kind of difficult like looking back on it cuz I feel like a lot of the deaths in a lot of ways were pretty impactful. I think one of the ones that stood out to me the most um or the one I can remember off the top of my head was the sloth death where sloth um kills Rem like right in front of uh um right oh, in yeah. front of Subaru. As screwed up as it was, I thought it was a really interesting way to do it. Because, first of all, this was the first time we were also, like, given, um, like, the whole Bible thing. Um, Well, the Bible, like, concept of, like, the book, the scripture that the sloth guy is reading. Um, Which, in my opinion, was very Bible-esque. And you could argue, too... Which and this is actually going back to the beginning of the podcast. Um, um, Francisco and Mahmood. Uh, we were talking when we when Francisco was talking about Nietzsche. Um, you could go back and say like, this could be a criticism of the Bible in a lot of ways, but I'm not gonna like poke that bear. But I think it, I think that death was really impactful. I think it was yeah. really important. I think that's what really like kind of broke Subaru in a lot of ways. And I think that's what kind of brought, like, that five-episode... Like, his major transition. Because let's be real. If he, if he didn't have that kind of, like, experience, like, there's no way he would... I don't know if he would ever have, like, truly changed. I think um him and Rem are just so much... Like, that much more stronger than, like, him and Amelia for that reason. So. You know what's
1: actually really cool about this? The person... He said he broke right right after that, like he was filled with rage for Beetle Geese or whatnot. Yeah. But before that situation, Subaru, at that point, it looked like he broke, right? Because he just wouldn't communicate with, with anyone. Yeah. And it made me really appreciate Beetle Geese as an antagonist in that he was able to call Subaru in his bluff. Because Betelgeuse is in- inherently insane. Yeah. He's actually insane. Yeah. And something that Betelgeuse mentioned to Subaru was like, why do you act like an insane man? It disrespects those who are actually, you know, dealing with insanity.
0: Yo, I remember that. And he was like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And then he does that to Ren. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. That's just like next Yeah. Like. Really cute antagonist. He was. I didn't like him, obviously, because I thought he was really, like, disturbing to watch. But, like, as an antagonist, he was fantastic. And there's no, like, going around that for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh man, another one, another really good scene, dude. And I'm, I'm sorry for this, Mamu, but I keep mentioning myself, Was when Subaru thought of the amazing plan to let Beetle Geese into his body, right? And then cause a
0: tenor. yeah, that was sick. I was thinking <laughs> of
1: that it really shows what kind of like person Beetle Geese is because he automatically just left, but even though the object of the, of his affection was right in front of him, which is you know the Witch of Envy. Yeah. <laughs> the Witch of Envy just like rejects him entirely. He just can't handle it. He just goes back to his already dead, crippling body. Yeah. Super even make the point of it like, is that how weak you are? Is that it?
0: Again, I'm uh, Subaru is a very practical character. I think that's the best I think that's it. I think he's very practical. I don't know if he's intelligent, but I still yeah, think I he is, but I think he's that. very practical. <laughs> and uh, I respect that a lot. I think practicality is like If you can view things as practical, then you can do a lot. Recently, I've been reading The Republic, and Mm -hmm. I think um, in The Republic, um, Socrates talks about, like, his nation and, like, how it is, like, a truly just nation. But in reality, Socrates' nation is really just practical. It's not just. But to him, like, the practicality means, like, it's justice. I think um, to Subaru, it's something similar, right? I think he views himself – like – I don't know if he views himself as practical, he definitely doesn't, because he has a hero complex, but I think the viewer should view him as practical, and he's doing what he's doing, um, because he's resourceful and practical, versus him being, like, intelligent or overthinking, so, definitely, definitely one way to look at it.
1: Yeah, is definitely one of those shows that you can get a large appreciation, because it's, uh... one of those uh, genre deconstruction shows uh, slightly, you know, still definitely 100% of Isekai, right? But it um, it deconstructs the Isekai genre a bit with the whole hero fantasy thing. And additionally, with the harem route, it deconstructs it because, like, no one's freaking interested in Subaru (laughs) as the person he is initially. Yeah. But he has, and then he has to better himself to even get anyone to respect him, which is, it goes back to what Mahmoud said, right? But, like, the um building human emotions.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And
2: relations.
0: Yeah.
2: Yo, you know what this show really reminds me of?
0: What's up? Monica Magic. Yeah. Uh, I like. I was
2: thinking about it when you all brought that up. I was like, yo, this reminds me um, of yeah a lot of that show. Like in terms bro, of the theme, time I'm travel. Yo, I didn't even think about that part actually. Oh shoot! Look at that.
0: Oh, with the whole th- yeah, that's true. It really does. Um, we we also did, like, an episode of Madoka Magica, which is pretty funny. We did, like, too. But, uh... Wait, mom, I'm, I'm curious, though. In what ways do you think it, like, reminds you reminds you of Madoka Magica? Um...
2: Hmm. Well, a lot of the, like... I don't want, it's sort of, they're both, like, genre deconstructions. Because I know, uh... Read Zero is, like, the... I'm mixing my words. It's Isekai deconstruction, and then, sort of, uh... Madoka is like, deconstruction of, like, the shoujo magical girl, like, genre, mm-hmm. but also, um, like, to me, it's really interesting. I remember, uh, Madoka Magica really vividly. Like, it's sort of ties into the ideas of, like, um, sacrifice and determination, mm-hmm. I'd say, because mm-hmm. in the case of, uh, Madoka Magica, you have Homura, is going through all these trials and tribulations trying to save uh Monica, and like their whole like dynamic with one another Mm -hmm. and then in a similar but also sort of different vein is how Subaru is just trying to move forward in life period where he's just like you know I don't want to be sitting here getting my head bashed in getting (laughs) twisted up getting stomped on, getting frozen to death. Like, he, he's literally just trying to move forward in his life. Yeah. we Where in the case of Omra being stuck in a position of, you know, trying to be with this person that, you know, she's come to know so well and become such, like, great friend, partners.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting take. I like that.
1: It's pretty odd. I think, um... I'm all, I'm all clear out for what I wanted to mention about 3-0. Yeah, I was actually dreading having to rewatch it, dude. There's a lot of things you have to you know, I was, um, definitely for episode 12, I was dreading it a bit, knowing what <laughs> it was to come to Super as a character. And it's interpersonal relationship with Emilia and what it means to, like, try to fix relationships with people after you break them. It's, uh, it's a struggle. And that's why I think it took so long for me to rewatch it. I needed you know, that push for my friends and then Nikhil. I think yeah. we were going to, like, we were going to plan on making this uh, making this podcast earlier in the week. Like, probably last week or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm not ready for it. And thankfully, Nikhil was like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. And you too, So I appreciate it. Okay, of course. I was able to get my thoughts.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think if I'm being real, I don't know if I'll ever rewatch ReZero. I just, I, it's it's a show that's really, really tough to rewatch because it really puts, like, your faults in your face. And like, for I think for everyone, it's very hard to see that. Um, so it's a show that's that just it, it just feels like a given that's very hard to rewatch. So I definitely applaud you, Francis, for, Francisco, for rewatching it. That's like that's tough, and I don't think I'd be able to do it. Um, but I will say, I think season two so far has been really good. Um, I've been enjoying it for the most part. I mean, the first episode was good. The second episode was like meh, but like. We'll see what happens in the third episode this coming week. But I've been enjoying the, the new season. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. Um, I am personally an only anime uh, consumer of ReZero. I, do, I have not and will not read the manga. So I don't know what to expect. But I'm looking forward to it. As an only anime viewer, I only have like what the first season has provided me with to go off of. So I don't know as much as Francisco does in that the this vein but i'm still like looking forward to it because i think the first season was good and it was a very like captivating almost um season that really had you like what wondering what was gonna happen next so sorry for the second season
2: yeah i, agree with I don't know back. when i'm gonna be able to watch the second season to be
0: honest yeah i think i think the best been way been to watch in. watch the show is just to binge it um
1: I actually saw it weekly the first time, and I really, uh, you know, enjoyed it myself, but I mean, it's been five years since then, Mm. I don't know if I have the, um, I don't know if I can, like, wait, I don't know,
0: it's what I'm saying, right, like, I don't know if you can
1: wait, but yet, I'm willing to wait, what, like, six months for it to finish? Yeah. (laughs) True. Like, what does that say about people, is it, do you have patience, do you not have patience, I don't understand, right?
0: Yeah, there becomes a, uh, the whole thing. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. I think uh, if you guys don't have any more finishing thoughts, I think uh, that's that's all I have for Rezero. You have anything on yourself, my or are you good?
1: Um,
2: not really. <laughs> not, not not nothing to end on really. Like I had like. Like, you we were talking, I was just, like, thinking about some stuff, mm-hmm. but no, nothing really, like, no
0: ending card, really, to, to sort of tie everything together. I got you. No, don't worry about that. Um. Yeah, I think ReZero is a great show. I think it encompasses a lot of, like, human emotions, the isekai genre that's arguably one of the most popular genres right now in anime. Um, it, Definitely it, it, ha- it still has, like, the harem tropes, but it deconstructs them really well. I think it relates to philosophy in a lot of regards. And the show is very deep. I think a lot of people, especially like people who consume like only shows like My Hero Academia, as much as much as a sleight of hand I will give to that show. I am not I do not like that show. But I will say that I think I think the show does a really a fantastic people. job of pulling those viewers in, but then slapping them in the face with reality. And that's it's really good in that regard and I appreciate ReZero for that quite a bit so yeah, dude
1: you really you really just just went off on my hero <laughs> oh yeah I don't like and my, my hero. hero
2: yeah we don't mess with that here <laughs> I,
0: don't I don't like, like my hero. hero I don't like I don't I don't show. Know
2: what the time with my hero
0: first two seasons fine after that garbage but uh hate me if you will but that's my that's my I, two think, it was, it.
2: I think my uh, thing with my hero uh oh go ahead go ahead Francisco Deku's
1: that was, that was boring as hell, dude. I, he, I think he's a fantastic character, but he's just so boring.
0: Bro, when he's like, oh, United States, this, I'm like, dude, like, one of the things Bleach did so well, and I think I told you, Francisco, Bleach? was Bleach? like, when, when, dude, when Ichigo was just like Bankai, like, the world just stopped, and you just Definitely. knew, that, like, goosebumps every time. Why can't he just say one thing instead of narrating, like, <laughs> 20 million moves? Like, shut up and just, like, fight him if you're going to fight him. Like, dude, dude is so <laughs> annoying. You even said
2: Bleach had something better than this show. Oh, oh my God, that's my crazy. God. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you better you better be ready for uh, subscriber hate. <laughs> no, um, I was actually getting a comment on um, my hero. Like, I think it's really interesting uh, in terms of, like, how the characters – Sort of, I think sort of the, the the tying point of the show is definitely like All Might and his impact on you know all Fantastic. the other heroes.
0: Fantastic um, character.
2: Yeah, yeah, All Might, yeah. But um, yeah, I think yeah that ties like especially with him being the direct trainer to uh, Midoriya for all of his training and stuff. Um, sort of, I think the best example for this is that there's one part in the training arc. Where it was Midoriya and Bakugo had to fight against All Might. And sort of, I'm trying to remember what this, uh, Gran Torino was giving sort of like a little narrative while they were fighting him. And it is like, he was talking about how Deku like idolizes All Might, like almost as if he's like a god in a sense. And it sort of ties into, I don't know if there's any like debate or anything about this or any like, discussion but from my personal experience and what i've seen watching the anime it ties into like people's like perceptions of like other individuals it's sort of like the concept of you know meeting your hero you don't want to meet your heroes where That's, in the sense of, yeah. uh midoriya when he met all might he was still like the super strong guy He was all cool and all but he's also like like dying
1: Probably.
2: Yeah. Yes, we,
1: you're on, definitely
0: off something there. I agree. I mean, that's what I'm saying, dude. First two seasons, pretty good. After that, garbage. So. <laughs> hey, the Endeavor tiny arc at
1: the like the. Oh, okay. The, yeah, episodes. yeah, the
0: Endeavor arc at the end was actually really good. I really appreciate that. I
1: also really like Bakugo as a character. I like the whole theme that kept going on, like the. Chosin they one did one nothing with Bakugo
0: other. in the last season. Okay, this is getting off topic. I don't want to like keep yeah, getting into definitely. it. This is something <laughs> we can discuss later. But, uh, yeah, we we'll talking to him
2: forever.
0: Yeah, Bakugo is a is a mixed character. Um, but yeah, with that, I think that is Re Zero. Um, before we get into like anime we're watching and stuff, uh, I know Mahmood had something that he wanted to say to you guys. If and wants Again. All be. right, you all. Um,
2: I to, once again thank Francisco and Nikhil for letting me on the uh, podcast to be able to you know, chill and hang out and chat for a little bit. Um, okay, so uh, I actually had started a lifestyle brand with my brothers. Originally, it was anime-based. We had a lot of different um, anime, like, inspired designs. It was mostly shonen stuff, so there wasn't a lot of things like Reezer or Madoka Magica or stuff. But we did have, like, uh, Dragon Ball. We had My Hero. We had uh, a little bit i trying to remember what the show is called. Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer was one of them, but there's another one I'm forgetting right now. But we had, like, originally a lot of anime designs, but we've transferred more into some, uh, I guess, more contemporary pieces that are, like, less anime and more, um, I'm trying to think of the word for it. But, like, we've moved away from anime just a little bit into some more general designs that we can integrate into the clothing a little better. So, uh, if you want to check it out and you, like, want to see some cool designs, the website's called thetrendydragon.com. Right now, we have four different designs on the website, each one with, like, a different theme and different sort of story behind it. So, if, like, any of you all are interested, yeah, you can go and, you know, check the link, uh, the thetrendydragon.com, and then uh, explore and see if you like anything. Yeah, man,
1: I'm seeing, like, one of your uh, designs right here called the Titan Nova. Oh yeah, Titanoball. Uh, Titanoboa. Uh, Titanobo. Yeah, yeah. You have like, yeah, snake, right? And then, yeah. and then, and the, and the um, and the model here they have going on. You have this slick mask that accompanies the green, the green pullover hoodie, and I think it looks phenomenal. Yeah, it's the just
0: mask is cool. uh definitely a hit. I would buy that instantly. Um, oh
2: yeah, as yeah, soon as it's available. You um you here
0: looks great. I I do want to ask Mahmood, Uh, do you guys plan to have any like anime related um, clothing apparel in the future in the next few months, by any chance? Uh,
2: I'm thinking of having some anime-inspired designs. Cool. Unfortunately, uh, we did have some, like, on-theme Demon Slayer jackets. So, if you've seen, like, if you all have seen, like, Demon Slayer manga, uh, anime and read the manga, they actually have the Destroy Kanji on the back of their jackets. Oh. So, we actually made uh jackets that were on-theme with that. Oh, beautiful. But... Uh, we don't have them in supply right now, so we're not currently putting them on. But when we get suppliers that can make more of them, they'll be back on the store and you'll be able to see some of them. Yeah, man, I like that. I like that idea. I like the whole simplicity
1: by for.
0: I will, uh, <laughs> just as an FYI, I will probably be repurchasing one of those jackets. So please let me know when, uh, when it hits the, uh, when it hits the market. But yeah, for all you, all the viewers out there, um, all the listeners, if you guys are interested, um. Check out the trendy dragon. Um, you can also look up the trendy dragon on Google, and w- if you type in the trendy dragon, and then it should be the third link from the top. So make sure to check that out. Um, I think they're great. I think they're really cool, and I'm I'm looking forward to buying some of their products in the future, especially especially that really cool mask. Especially with the coronavirus going around, you never know what's up. But you know, like if you have a snake right, on your mask, right. like that's what's up. So.
1: Well, your mask looks so cool.
0: Yeah, you can, you can stunt everything. on other people with your mask. So I mean, I'm gonna try to do that. So like, I'd recommend everyone does as well. You know,
2: just flex some yeah, people. Flex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, flex on them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds
1: good. Uh, I guess I could top that off by mentioning what we're watching right now. Yeah. Okay, what, what are you planning on watching
2: in the right. near future? So I actually started getting into watching uh, Korean web comics. So Ooh. I got into watching uh, God of High School okay Loki. okay there, there okay yeah, I've, been,
0: I've, been, I've been i've been watching god of high school as well
2: yeah i think the second episode came out last week the third one i think tomorrow. came out this weekend question mark
0: tomorrow, it might come
2: out tomorrow. tomorrow dude. I it's tomorrow. oh i got you i got you i know it was sometime either tomorrow or yesterday i got you or today
0: yeah i got you i got you uh
2: how far deep into high school are you I've only started watching the um, like I've been reading some of the Korean webtoons like if you've heard of uh, Solo Leveling like i have yeah. caught up with uh, it. oh yeah yeah but God of High School I just started um I just started God of High School I'm getting into Tower of God okay. so I'm just like sort of testing the waters yeah I'm caught up
1: I finished season two of Tower of God so I'm I'm, I'm into it. I think I'll read. Season three when it finishes, like in five years or something, God knows when. Yeah, that's some, that's pretty really great, dude. I haven't read any webtoons in a while. I, I think it's a good time for webtoons, man. Like you're you're in the know, you're you're ahead of the you're ahead of the curve considering they're finally becoming animated, which is something we we never expected to happen.
0: Oh yeah. Considering like yeah. the
1: relationships with South Korea and Japan, just things barriers that we just would not know about due to the companies involved. Uh yeah, what about you, Nikki? What,
0: what you planning? Uh I've been watching like uh so much anime recently. So I finished <laughs> with you I finished uh Silver Spoon fairly recently. About a few days ago. Okay. Um Wait
1: say that again? What Silver
0: Spoon. Um it's like the most wholesome thing in the world. It's it's about farming. And you wouldn't think that's appealing, but it oh, really no, is. No, no, no. Um I love pork bull. Like I love that pig. But like Silver Spoon is really good. One of my friends was, like, when I was telling her I was watching it, she was, like, freaking out. So that was kind of cool. I know it. Um, yeah.
1: It's the same author of Full Metal, dude. It it's is. Author. It's the
0: same female author of Full Metal. It's really good. The anime, unfortunately – are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same author made it. Yo, I need to check that out then. It's Yo, so good. It's so wholesome. It's, really, it's a really fun watch. Um, it really makes you appreciate food. Like, it's so weird to say – but I appreciate food so much more now after watching that show. It really makes you think. Um, so that that's a that's an excellent show that I watched recently. Right now, I'm actually very close to finishing up. Um, this is a Kyo Annie show, and I'm like four episodes away from finishing. In fact, I might just finish it tonight if I don't play video games. It's a uh, Love Chunibyo and Other Delusions. I'm oh, I'm sure you watched, watched it. That. I watched that I'm 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 watching on Country Rule. Um, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It's a mix of like Bunny Girl sampai meets uh. middle Yeah, it's like that's what It's uh, it's really good. I finished the first season a while back, like a few days ago, and I'm on the second season right now. I'm almost done with that too. Um. Again, I enjoy the show a lot. I think it's I think it's good. I think that the second season is definitely not as good as the first season, but it brings up a lot of like interesting points that I don't think the first season does. So it's worth it's I think the show in general is just worth the watch just because it's by Kiani and Kyoani yeah. is like really good. And like I think I might just watch all of Kiwani's anime. Um Yeah, they're... and then what I else? Got I, a, I got a screen? little
1: trivia for you you know the sister right of the main female lead yep 100% anime original oh toka yep
0: i did not know that
1: yeah i'm i'm I like i
0: stan rika like i love rika so that's kind of cool yeah,
1: that's okay was up i love how toka looks visually she yeah looks she's pretty cool. Yeah, very uh, cool something else that might explain why you feel that the second season isn't on par with first season second season is mostly anime i think it actually just might be 100% anime original
0: oh i wouldn't be surprised um but i still feel like the second season is really good It, it it definitely takes a lot of like the first season elements and then kind of just builds up on that um so there's a few things that get explained that like the first season doesn't quite explain um and that just makes it a lot more like heartwarming um and like you really feel for Rika. I think I think Rica is just such a good character. I, I I love Rika so much. Um, I'm a big I'm a big Rica stan. So I'm like I finishing that up. have good
1: opinions of that show. Huh? I have good opinions of that show from what I can remember when I watched it like six years ago or something.
0: We can we can talk about it when I finish. Um, Maybe. I'm uh, yeah. So I'm watching that, and then there's another anime I will be watching soon, but. uh... I'm sure like everyone's watched it. I just have not watched it yet. <laughs> so watching Do you don't want to mention it? Is. Uh, it's tora, It's Toradora. <laughs> uh, I haven't
1: seen it actually. My sister's seen it, but I, I feel not. like
0: everyone in the world has seen it, but me. So like I'm gonna watch it. Um, and then what else did I watch recently? So Silver Spoon. What did I watch before Silver Spoon? There was Shihai Furu. Obviously, Shihai Furu was fantastic. The manga is really good. Um, the anime itself is really good. It was Re Zero. Um, Silver Spoon. Before Silver Spoon, there was another anime, and I. It's just not. I'm. Oh, it was. Um, Kono. Okay, so this anime is really, really niche, but it is so good. It's called Kono Oto Tomare, Sounds of Life. Um, it's about music. So and like obviously there are like romance elements. Is it Jose? Jose? But like. It's really, it's really good because it's the focus is the music. So, like, it's really heartwarming. It's a really good show. It came out in 2019. It was one of the low-key anime in 2019 that, like, I don't think a lot of people, like, knew about. But I cannot recommend it enough. I think it was... It's a fantastic show. I just wish the animation was a tad bit better. Like, if Kill Annie was on it, it would be nuts. But I think the show itself is so good. It's so good. This, the story, the plot, like how well, like the main characters are flushed out in like a span of like 12 episodes is just insane. And then more than that, I think the show itself, like the concept of like music being something that could really attract you is really good. Um, especially as someone who like loves music, I think it was, it was really mm-hmm. cool for me to watch. So I'd recommend it hands down. I think it's a great show. Um,
1: I mean, if you like music, you might enjoy Kids on the Slope or maybe um, Using Carol.
0: I considered Using Carol. Uh, yeah. I may or may not get to it depending on how I'm feeling after these like next two anime and like how my um kill anime You got a lot on your plate, happen. dude.
1: You got a lot on your plate.
0: I have a lot of anime. I've been I've been I've been on crazy anime grind the last three months. I've been watching like everything and nothing. It's it's weird, but um. Oh. I think I've gotten to the point where it's like I'm slowly starting to be like Okay, I think I should just stop But I can't stop, so it's really weird So like, once the school year starts again That's when I'll be like, alright Then we'll see what
2: happens (laughs) We'll see what happens I have no
0: idea, but um I'll probably like, try to stop watching anime until like Winter break again, um, once the school year starts So I'm like, trying to get in as much as I can now Before it's too late What have you been watching, Francisco? Oh shit, wait, hold up Choo-choo. Uh, Francisco, makes- what anime are you watching? <sighs>
1: oh, the ones I'm going to watch soon, I think it's going to be Golden Time, and then SAO, because one of my friends really likes SAO. And are I think I, I'll probably beginning? enjoy it soon. All right, Nah, dude, I, I've seen a few. I'm, I'm going to skip, like... I, I saw Gun Girl Online Alternative. I thought that was funny. I'm not going to watch the SAO one. I'm just going to skip that. I'm probably gonna start with a um, Maria one, like the Maria arc or whatever.
2: Oh, I got you, I got you.
1: Yeah, and then I'm gonna just go up until the Underworld arc. But those are two that are on my plate. I'm, I am reading some stuff. I know you mentioned music, and when I think the other thing I think of music is, I think of Nana. You may or may not. Oh, that, I
0: know Nana. I know like, Nana.
1: Yeah. It's Freaking great! Yeah. I I think it is. I mean, I read I read the premise. I think while like when I was younger, younger, I read a couple of chapters of that. I thought it was pretty good. Just never got around to it. Um, some some of the stuff that I did, I I mean, finished watching, catching up to Kaguya-sama within in the manga. I finished Promised Neverland. The Dora I finished reading. I just yesterday I, I saw Dragon Pilot. Did not like the sexual harassment by the um, guys in that show. I thought that was awful. But besides that, it was pretty fun. 2018 show it's on netflix i think uh, it's, uh i read a couple of other mangos one of i i can't remember the name of um the one i'm thinking about that i recently read but it's about this old man going on a journey like he's retired he's like the knight of the people he's well known in his like land and stuff and he just decides to retire So, it has has like this huge epic kind of feel going for it. It has like 21 chapters adapted into the manga. I believe it's originally like a novel from Japan. So, it's really interesting. I don't usually deal with stuff like that. Do not know the name. Could probably look it up on my phone right now. Mm -hmm. I'll just do that right now. So, I'm really curious about it. I saw a post on it back on our manga. On the Reddit manga. Manga. There uh, there was a guy who really enjoyed it. I I like the art.
0: The old guy looks really cute. Mhm. So. I find it funny uh, that you're gonna watch Golden Time when I was considering watching Golden Time for the last week. <laughs> I had yeah, I Gold literally had a tab probably. open for Golden Time for the I kid you not for the last week and I deleted it today. I was like I'm probably not gonna watch this. Like after a week of deliberating whether I should watch it or not, I decided not to watch it. But tell me how it goes. Uh,
1: I had a friend who read it like right the. So that's that. All right, so, like, the, the manga itself is called Henkyo no Roikishi, or Bard Leon. I think it's probably, like, the Journey of Bard Leon. What is the protagonist's name. Just an old man in his retirement years. But yeah, besides that's that, true. that's all I got, man.
0: Yeah, that's, uh... Pretty chill. All right, with that, I, I think, of- um... Huh? Mm-hmm. What are you saying? Like what? Wait, what are you saying?
1: Nah, not too much, man. All right,
0: I think with all that, right? I think, uh... I think that's that. Um, thank you once again to Mob Mood for joining our podcast today. We really appreciate it. And uh thank you guys for listening to us. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Um look forward to the next month's episode. Hopefully with have you all, uh, with better audio. Have you all decided on a, huh?
2: Have y'all decided on the next uh anime already?
0: We haven't, but we will announce it probably in our One Piece weekly podcast so stay tuned for that
1: Um, um, quote unquote weekly podcast every other week
0: it's every other week but our next one will be on august 2nd when oda releases his next chapter so when he does uh we'll probably announce like what we're gonna be doing for the next month so keep your
1: we're probably and the next time the chapter gets released we'll probably cover two chapters in that one
0: yeah yeah i think uh i think this is like a two chapter kind of deal so it should be interesting to listen to uh with that that'll be about it so thanks guys for listening stay safe and hope you have a good one
1: yeah and don't don't forget to check the trendy
2: dragon for those slick slick designs
0: yeah
1: all right see you guys bye